I've just prepared something that'll probably take an hour or two, help Ben along. So no, I just um, I was just going to work to the testimony, so I won't speak too long. Don't worry. But um, I also got some things out of the summit as well. You know, Thursday night, um, Dad came to me and said, "What do you think will cause people to actually listen to us, like Australian people, like Western people? Like it's one thing going to Asia or somewhere else, but..." And he, he said, we need, we need more power. Like, we, we don't have power. We need power. And um, by the end of the summit, Alex came up to me and he just said to me, you know, it's a good summit. He said, but one thing, I think it was Alex, he goes, one thing I really love is he goes, we have someone, you know, who's been a spiritual authority of us who's now 70, 71, 71. And he said, and he's encouraging us to go again. You know, have another, like, don't get into a time. Like Carolyn said, it, it's all good to have stories from the 90s. Now we have someone who's encouraging us, the younger fellas, to say, you've got to go again. Like, being, you know, they say com- being comfortable is the enemy of progress. And, and it's, like Nick said, it's not good enough to be comfortable. It, it's, it's not good enough. We, we need to find power. And Dad encouraged us at the start of the summit, all through the summit, Alex at the end said, how amazing. Someone's 70 is saying, it's not good enough. We've got, we got to go again. Like, Dad has decades. We've got to go again. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to go again. Nick, Nick was telling, encouraging the young fellas, to, or the young people, not just fellas, to, that you've got to get it yourself, right? You've got to want it. So what we're going to do is um, we might do more, but Jacob was talking about soaking services. So Sunday nights, first one of every month, um, I haven't asked anyone about this, but we're going to meet here. So, sorry, Johnny. First Sunday of every month, first, I think it's the 1st of July is our first one. 2nd uh, of July is it? 2nd of July, we're going to be here. It'll probably be 6 o'clock. I don't know the format. It'll include worship and prayer. Um, and young people, I mean, old, Carolyn too, you know, if you want to have some of those 90s, come along. But... But young people who weren't even born then, who don't know when we say back in 96 because you weren't born, people like me, young people. Well, (laughs) okay, that's what we're going to do. But, you know, like Marin said, we have listening prayers on Wednesday. I've told Johnny we need music playing in this auditorium full time whenever we're here. So if you're doing nothing over lunchtime, drop in and seek the Holy Spirit. There'll be worship playing. There'll probably be worship up on the screen. Young people, if you want it, the opportunity's there to come and get it. Okay? So we need power. So what, for me as a testimony, even talking to Krista, what I realised is, um, I think, I'm pretty sure we have the Holy Spirit. In fact, I shared a few verses a month ago that I'll recap to show that we are full of the Holy, we have the Holy Spirit. So, but what I found is, like, I run a business and... And that's, like, that's grown and going all right. And I'm thinking, and I don't doubt I have the blessing of God on that business. So I'm not discounting that, but it feels like it's been, um, I was thinking about this morning, it, it's probably common sense and common grace. You know, um, God says he pours out his spirit on the righteous and the unrighteous. Everyone gets to have gravity. Everyone gets to have rain. Like, that's God's power in the earth. To me, I think of Noah. Right? When Noah came off the ark, God says there'll be seasons, 
there'll be sowing, there'll be reaping from now forever. Um, apples have seeds in them, they grow, there's more apples. This is something that God has put into the earth for everyone. And so people, it's out there without the Holy Spirit power. Guess what? You can grow and you can, you know. And that's how I feel like my business has gone and, you know, I've helped down with the school and, I mean, heaps of hard work down there, heaps of prayer, but, you know, making some common sense decisions and seeing them outworked over time, over the last 10 years, and you see growth. And same as my family, like I... Chris and I try to be really intentional in what we do, make choices that produce certain outcomes. But I think over the summit, I've realised that that's what I've called common sense and common grace. Like, sure, we're Christians and we believe certain things and therefore that comes with certain outcomes. There's no power in any of it. And what I realised through the summit is I have no power in my parenting. Like I have common sense and common grace, but no power. Like if a situation comes up, I have no power to solve that. And in my business, yeah, common sense and common grace, but no power. And I've realized then now that I've been asked to lead here, at least in the short term, that my biggest fear was that you bring in common sense or things that might work in a business you know, just put things in place, 10 things to make a church work, you know, make services shorter, turn the air cons on, you know, you know, better morning teas. But I realised that if we actually want to do something here at Peace, we don't need common sense. We need power. And then, that's what Dad would say, how can we actually reach our nation where you have about 4 or 5% church attendance and we need power? So there's no doubt that we have the Holy Spirit. The New Testament is very clear on this. But the call of the summit was power. And that's what I'm calling the people of peace to do today. Well, not today. Like Esther said, we need to be grounded in this now. We're not talking about a one-time event. We're talking about a change in our focus and what we actually think we need and look for. Um, I spoke a few weeks about we, we have the Holy Spirit upon salvation, okay? Repent and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to fly through these because I have another point at the end and it's already 11. So, Paul says, Hope does not put us to shame. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You have the Holy Spirit. You cannot be saved without the Holy Spirit. If you don't think you have the Holy Spirit, it means you're not saved. There's only, the only way you can be regenerated or reborn, born again, as Jesus told Nicodemus, is through the work of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that, you are not saved. You have the Holy Spirit. We have received, what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Paul said in Galatians, did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by believing what you've heard? And he also said, because you are his sons, he sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. You have the Holy Spirit. You are not in the realm of the flesh, but you're in the realm of the Spirit. He lives in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. That's what I'm saying. 
you have the Holy Spirit. Jude says, if you're worldly, worldly people, you're devoid of the Spirit. And Paul says to Christians, don't you know that you are God's sanctuary and the Spirit of God lives in you? So, it's the challenge that came across the summit. What happens if there's no evidence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Because the New Testament is quite clear that if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. Here's what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you're not ready for it. Indeed, indeed you're still not ready. And anyway, over the summit, in terms of testimony, that's where I felt I myself, but probably, probably, I'll have a go, yeah, probably all of us are at this stage where we, where if Paul wandered in, he might say, I had to give you milk. I couldn't even give you meat because you don't live by the Spirit, still worldly. So just like the Corinthians, um, Aussies have mixed cultures and mixed beliefs. Um, our, our mixed beliefs are different to theirs. Like we don't have, well, we don't think we have idols that we worship, but we probably all have a big rectangle one in our living room. You know, spend copious amounts of time, you know, sitting in front of it, drawing from it, giving time to. And yet, in all the problems that the Corinthians had, Paul refers to them as those sanctified in Christ and called to be his holy people. So that's what we are, the people of peace. We're sanctified, Holy Spirit in us, and called to be his holy people. But we still like a bit of stage one. Believers in Jesus Christ, receive the Holy Spirit, transformed inside. But like Jesus, when he was baptized and the dove descended on him, the Holy Spirit descended on him, he is full of the Holy Spirit. But then he was tempted for 40 days in the desert and he left the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe some of us haven't even walked into that desert yet. You know, we, we're believed, we're transformed, we're born again. But maybe we're not um, courageous enough to, to step into that desert to actually go to a place where we know that if we can walk through it, uh, we can be full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And a few of those testimonies today alluded to that. Like, I think Josh was talking about, you know, giving up certain things to pursue the Holy Spirit. So was Nick. We need power. In, in Western society. We don't have power. We don't have influence. We need power. Anyway, the Bible has a promise of power. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. So if we want power to share the gospel, we need the Holy Spirit. We need, we need power to be witnesses. How can we be effective in reaching our culture if we don't have power? Jonathan referenced this verse in communion. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration 
of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So that was the challenge to me. That's what I got from the summit. I realised that in my life, like I'm a Christian and I pray, but a lot of the things of what I did was resting in the wisdom of man. And, and that will get you so far, but it won't get us to where we, need to, where we want to go. We need to now go for power. We need, to, we need to find more of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to create opportunity here for that. But you also, need, you also need to make room in your own lives for this. It's something you've got to actually want. Because if you want it, it it'll, it'll change the way you live. Because the rest of you probably live like I do, right? Where you work hard... You wander in after dark, um, deal with a few things at home, do things, write emails, and it's about 10 or 10.30 at night, and you're done. And you think, ah, oh, I'm going to have a shower, and I'll chuck on the YouTube for 15 minutes and go to bed, and it all starts again the next morning, you know, early, and off you go again. And the problem is, if, you, if we continue to do this, we'll get what we have, which we might be comfortable, but comfortable isn't changing our city. Comfortable is getting what we get week on week on week. And the instruction from the summit is we need power. We don't need comfort. So you will need to change your lifestyle if you want something to change. You need to make room for the Holy Spirit if you want the Holy Spirit to move. I gave the illustration of a few weeks ago that if if you're in a car and you want fuel and you run into the gas into the fuel station and you take the fuel cap off and the tank's already full, guess what? No more fuel's going to go in. So Jesus was quite clear when he was talking about the Holy Spirit. We we spoke about this at the summit. If if anyone asks the Father, he will freely give the Holy Spirit. He won't give a snake if you ask for bread. The, the giving of the Holy Spirit is not restricted on God the Father's end. If, if there's anything lacking, if you're not getting it, it's not because God the Father or the Holy Spirit does not want to inhabit your life. It's not on that end. And the scripture is clear about that. We have to start by emptying ourselves. We have to start by making room. We have to submit to God. Which means... Are you asking for more of the Holy Spirit but have no intention of changing anything you're currently doing or changing any attitudes or or changing what you fill your life with? Because if you have no intention of changing any of those things, then you'll get what you've always got. And that's life lived on the wisdom of man and and common grace. Yes, we believe in God and, and we ask for graces and and there's grace there, but there's no, there's no power. And, I mean, for me, besides wanting to see power at peace, the one thing I really want to see power, power in is my kids. Because all I know, all I can see is in this society, it seems like one wrong move and you, you lose a kid. Like, I'm thinking, how, how do I get power in my parenting where you can actually 
raise kids for the glory of God. How do you get that? So are you coming into a fuel station with a full tank with no room to move? Well, it's time to empty it. So um, you'll have to do this for yourself. You'll have to sit down and listen and work out what you have to take out to fit a bit more of the Holy Spirit in. And that's your job. I've, I've said to, I mean, for ages I haven't wanted, we've never had a TV in our room. Um, if you want a bit of um, like peace after dark tip, don't put a TV in your room. It's very damaging. So I've never had a TV in my room, okay, ever. But you do have screens, um, you know, things like that. And I've said to Christopher Summit, like, I know we have to have a phone in the room because we don't have a home phone and you never know when someone's going to ring in the middle of the night. So, but I said, we can't use, I said, no work in the bedroom, like no laptops, like, you know, sitting email. I said, no entertainment. There has to be a boundary somewhere, right? So the problem with, that means if we go, you know, if it's the end of the day and then we, we pray. We don't sit on YouTube or whatever. We, there has to be a boundary somewhere. If you're going to put some Holy Spirit in your fuel tank, you've got to take some of your own fuel out. And you will find that you won't be able to take 100% of the fuel out at once. Like that, that's impossible. But God will talk to you about one thing and you need to change it because that will allow him to convict you or work on the next thing. So for Krista and I, we're going to kill the screens in the bedroom. Give us just that little bit of margin, that 10 minutes or so before you go to bed to pray. Just, and what we're praying for is we're praying for wisdom and understanding. Now, as we know at the Pentecost, you will get what you pray for, what you believe for. Booth prayed for holiness and the Salvation Army got it. Wesley had perfect love. The Pentecostals pray for tongue, tongues and the moving of the Holy Spirit and you want all of it. Here at Peace, we encourage people to pray for wisdom and understanding, for that to grow day by day, like Esther said, day by day. Look back in a year and see what has happened. So we're going to pray for that. Plus, you know, our normal family um, things, pray for our kids. But we, we also need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How, how can you try to encourage and lead people and not have the working of the Holy Spirit? So we're going to pray for that as well. You guys need to think about something too that... You need power. So that's the first thing with the Holy Spirit. When I, when I talked about the Holy Spirit, I was talking about you need to give the Holy Spirit control. So, and the, the, um, the Bible says, don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so you, it, it's like that sort of control. Like you need to allow the Holy Spirit to control you. And, and if you're filled with anger, anger controls your life. And if you're filled with greed, greed controls your life. We need to be full of the Holy Spirit and allow to be influ- under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Instead of, and this is like Esther said, a day-to-day thing that will slowly grow over time. And being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean I have more of the Spirit. It means the Spirit has more of me. Okay, so it's not 100% me and all my ideas and then try to throw that on top. We need to, we need to decrease so he can increase. It doesn't happen all at once. 
It happens as you continue to live under his influence. But the other thing, being full of God and being full of the Holy Spirit isn't, like it's not a priority on a to-do list. And that's how I think we often live. Where we get up in the morning, we might read a chapter of the Bible, or we might not, we might pray, and therefore you think, you tick off number one, and you're done. Being a Christian isn't like that, okay? God doesn't want to be first in your life. God wants to be the middle of everything. Okay, that's the difference. He doesn't want you to do one for half an hour and move on with your life and do whatever you please. Every single thing you do, he wants to be in the middle of. And this is the best example. I showed a few weeks ago. This is a great example of being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what we need. We need the wine, the Holy Spirit, just all through our lives, right? So he's not number one in a list. He is, you get to a place where it's not possible to be the same. Jesus said everyone likes the old garment better. And the reason is because it doesn't look like that. You know, it's comfortable and new. But the Holy Spirit wants to come in and change us. Like, just... Um, like co- it's, it's so you can't tell one from the other it's, it's, like I said it's not one on the priority and then move to your next thing which is the void of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit wants to inhabit every part of your life so whether you're parenting or running a business or going to work you change by it and you have the power so we need to find power we're going to provide opportunities here at Peace, but you need to do it yourself as well. You need to make solid choices. You know, we need the power, but that also requires physical, natural choices. So when, when God told Noah to build an ark, Noah didn't just sit there and an ark appeared. Like Esther said, it wasn't just an explosion and there it was. It took 100 years of hard work for that ark. And then God provided the miracle. He brought the animals, right? So Noah listened to God. There was a physical choice and then actual physical work, like natural choices. And then God provided grace as well. And like even think of Moses in the river, like when he was being saved. Yeah, Moses. Like God was going to save him, but his mum actually had to put him in the basket in the river. There was a physical movement. So you'll find these in a lot of stories. Not only do you have the power, the supernatural power, you'll also have physical choices. I'm telling you, you need to make physical choices, like ones that seem common sense. They're needed. You need to create time, create space. So we'll have meetings here at the church. We'll have the church open. We'll have extra meetings. You need to do things in your home, okay? Because it's, it's what you change at home. So if you, Nick, if you really want it, he's got a kid. Nick, if you really want it, you need to make change at home. If you really want it. That's, you know, James says, show me your actions and I'll see your faith. This is what this means. If you really want it, make some changes and show us. But we'll also do things here. Jacob will be here on, with me on July 2nd with an acoustic guitar and we'll seek the Holy Spirit. But you need to do it at home as well. Okay, that's it. Johnny, come here. Wendy was saying how good Johnny was. I agree completely. So I'm going to give him a nickname. He's going to be called the finisher. (laughs) 
So, you know, like a good lawyer, always, good law firm always has a finisher, a closer. That's what he is, a closer. So a good law firm always have closers. They come in and do the deal. You're our closer, mate. I'll line up the details and you can close it. Thank you, Philip. Would you put your hands together? It was a good message. Worship team, Levi team, come back and... As the musicians minister to us, it's another opportunity to, to receive what the Lord has for us. And receiving is the important word because grace has been given. The Holy Spirit has been promised. And the Lord is all the more eager to do these things. And he's very patient with us. I might pray a prayer, but as we sing, I want to invite this area down the front, invite those who want to get out of their seat as an act of faith, as an act of surrender, those who want to press in a bit more, come forward during the worship. But as it's been said, it's... It goes on from here. It's what you do at home. It's, it's what you put down. And I would encourage you also to take time to fast in these days. Choose to put some things down and say, I am not going to pick that thing up. I'm going to seek the Lord. For those that do come forward and want to press in during the song, find a place of rest. Find a place of thanksgiving because the Lord is eager to pour out His Spirit on you. You don't have to beg Him. You don't have to prove yourself to Him. Press in and receive from His hand the goodness that He has for you. Lord Jesus, I thank You so much for this word today for your word that's been coming forth all year. You are so good to us. And we as a people surrender to you that you would do whatever you would want to do with us. But do it anew, Lord. Thank you for fresh wind and fresh fire. Thank you for fresh moves of your spirit. Thank you that young and mature can all say, I met with the Lord. He told me this. And I thank you, Lord, we can meet with you every day. And I thank you on behalf of us all for continual baptism in your power and grace, your mercy and goodness. It is what we want. We ask you to make us more hungry, Lord. We ask you to come and meet with us at night and meet with us in the day open our ears to hear you all the more. Like Hannah said, maybe the Lord has already been speaking. Like the road to Emmaus, didn't our hearts burn within us when he walked with us and opened the gospels to us? 
Open our mind to understand Scripture afresh, Lord. We are eager to do your will. And I thank you that hand in hand with the baptism of your power is the taking of your message. And so afresh, Lord, help us to understand and take this message, apostolic message of Christ to the world. I thank you, Lord, and we receive of your hand afresh today, your grace. As the team ministers, if you're one who wants to step forward and say, no, I'm pressing in, please come forward and worship. Get out of your seat and do something different and press in to see what the Lord has.